All right, welcome back to another episode of CFB Mondays. We got David Young and Carson Orvis back in the studio as usual. Insane week of picks, a lot of implications for, for the playoff and for a lot of teams this week coming up. So it's a really fun episode in terms of picks. Um, as for our teams, there wasn't much to talk about. So we got into a little Heisman conversation. Pretty interesting. So a uh, lot to talk about here on this episode. Stay tuned in, stay locked in, and let's get straight into it. All right, welcome back to CFB Mondays. What are we on here? Uh, week week nine, I think, here on CFB Mondays. We're usually a week behind because the, uh, the original podcast with these uh, with us three was on Carson's podcast. Um, but yeah, we got David Young, Carson Orvis in the studio as usual. Uh, we're going to open it up with our uh, usual segments of reviewing our teams from the weekend. Obviously, my team, Michigan, is on bye. Uh, David, you can start off, though. Penn State struggling against Indiana. I'll start us off. We suck, and that's all I need to all say. All right, Carson. Um... Well, thanks for keeping it short and sweet, David. Of course. Um, yeah, the Buffs. Buffs lost twenty eight sixteen. I don't have much to say either they because yes, they they covered the spread. But um, I don't have a ton to say because this kind of what I expected. That's what happens when you have the statistically best pass rush in college football against statistically the worst pass protecting offensive line in college football. Um, positives. The defense played pretty well actually. Travis Hunter with two incredible interceptions and. Those two plays weren't just like quarterback made a mistake, ball was tipped. Those were two instinct plays, NFL level plays. Um, those were two good throws. You could argue. yeah, no, and I mean you can't. I mean obviously you blame the quarterback for a pick, but those are that's more of a great play by the defender than a bad throw by the quarterback. So defense was good. Shiloh Sanders forced a fumble, got ejected for a BS targeting call. Targeting's a complete joke, but no. Jordan Dominic played good on the D line overall. Yeah, I was happy with the Buffs defense. It played really well. Obviously, UCLA has a little bit of a quarterback issue, but nevertheless, good defensive performance, and then the offense just struggled to get it going. Um, still not loving the offensive play calling. Just I understand the offensive line isn't good, but you have to at least try to commit to the run a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Shadur Sanders threw the ball 40-something times, and there were, like I think, seven times rushed between the tackles. That just this is not going to work ever, so... But yeah, that's all I have to say. I mean, just an just an expected outcome. So me. so their over under wins or whatever you had them at was four and a half. Do you think yeah. they can get that last? Well, one Washington or? State is awful. Maybe not that good. Yeah. So that's gonna be a good game. Is what that's Washington gonna State is gonna be a good game. Yeah. Um, Arizona's gonna be a good. Game. Arizona's gonna be a good game. Oregon State at home, like they. Oregon State at home is their, the winnable. The rest of their games are winnable per se. They're not. You're. They're gonna win. Utah's good, but like if you catch, um, can they make a bowl game? His, what's his name? Barnes. Bryson Barnes. If you catch Bryson Barnes, two two, yeah, okay. if you catch Bryson Barnes on a bad day, anyone can beat Utah. I think. Yeah, and I don't think they do make he, a bowl game, but no, they won't make a bowl game. I think they'll be four and eight or five and seven. But I think Washington State's winnable. Arizona, they're they're good, but I think Utah's winnable too if the defense plays well, but. Yeah, not much about the buffs. Yeah, obviously Michigan bye week, still number two in the country. Uh, we're going to limit the Jim Harbaugh talk on this podcast because, you know, I don't really want to – it's one of those things where I don't really want to talk about it a lot until it's actually, actually confirmed. I know that there were some developments yesterday uh, with the contract whatever. But, um, no, let's get into uh, – because there wasn't that many uh, great games this week, obviously. Oregon, and we're getting later into the season, yeah, so we can I, start talking about Obviously, this. Oregon – destroyed Utah, which was probably one of the only games we would be talking about to review it. But let's get into Heisman talk. And David, I'll let you go first. First of all, top four and and uh, your winner for Heisman. 
Okay, top four. Top and four. One. Okay, so I, do I'll, you want me to start at four? Yeah, start at four. Okay. Um, Carson and I talked about this a, a bit before the show, so so I kind of know where, where he's going. Tyler, I, I have a slight feeling I know where you're going to. But, yeah. Uh, at, at four is where I'm going to put Marvin Harrison. I think I have Marvin Harrison at four. I think he affects winning more than any other offensive or any other receiver, let's just say, because you could argue Bowers, you you know, you could. But I think he affects winning more than any other guy. I think he's the one player in the country that you can just give the ball to and hope good things are going to happen. At three, the top three is tough. The top three. There's no wrong answer as well. I'm going to put, I think I'm going to put JJ McCarthy at three. Okay. Um, I didn't expect that. I think I'm going to put J.J. at three just because I think if J.J. McCarthy played in the fourth quarter every game, it, it would be a different that's discussion. A, yeah, you know, early on discussion. early on when we would struggle and he would struggle in a couple of games, that's why on this podcast I would come on, even though we're winning by 30, 20 plus, you know, I would come on here and be like, oh, why are we subbing yeah, out yeah, middle no, of the third quarter? Yeah, no, and that's a fair thing. I just think, like... It takes his Heisman away from him. In my it, yeah, I just think it doesn't make his... I think it, his stats just aren't going to be good enough to... yeah. Yeah. To win it, the only uh, thing keeping up there is the pers- the completion percentage and stuff like that. Yeah, QBR or whatever. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And then at two, I have Bo Nix. Uh, we'll talk. I'll talk more about Bo Nix later on uh, fourth and ten. So I'm gonna keep that one pretty brief. I just have Bo Nix at two. I think he's been incredible. And then at one, this is a guy that I've had. I picked Heisman preseason. I think he is. Right now, I think he's the best quarterback in the country, and that's Jaden Daniels. Um, you did pick him preseason. I forgot about that. 2,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, three picks. Doing that well, still being an elite rusher, 521 and five touchdowns. I think he, right now, would be my husband. And this is this is if we're voting today. This is if like the season just ended last week. And we're yeah. You want me to, me to go next? Yeah, you can go next. Okay, so number four, I also have Marv. Uh, David covered it pretty well. I think we're seeing... Obviously, Marvin's trying starting to turn it up a little bit. Um, he's making Kyle McCord look better, I think, just because his drag routes that he takes a long way and just these times where he's wide open makes Kyle McCord look a lot better. So, And if they beat – I don't think they will beat Michigan. I'm not sure if they can. But if they do, it will mean that Marv absolutely goes off, and that alone gives him a chance at the Heisman. Uh, number three, I have Bo Nix. Um, I, I don't think he's played a bad game. Again, he had a great game against Utah this week on the road against a tough defense. Even against Washington, he played a really good football game. And I think if I had to like place a bet, a future bet, I would probably put it on Bo Nix because I think Oregon's going to win out and I gonna I think they're going to beat Washington by two-plus scores. Mm-hmm. So if I had to place a future bet, I'd probably put it on Bo Nix. But right now, I have him at three. Two, I have Daniels just because of the insane numbers he's put up and Obviously, we look back, like Marvin didn't have a great week one. We don't look back at week one too often. Jane Daniels, they lost to Florida State, but since then, even against Ole Miss, he had an incredible game against Ole Miss. Just lit it up. So he's been awesome. And then, number one, I'm going to keep Michael Penix. I know the last two weeks haven't been great, but if we had to vote right now, I know you guys aren't as high on this as I am, but he has the Heisman moment at home against Oregon. Uh, game-winning drive again the last two weeks have not been good and he's probably one week like that away of falling out of my race but as of now he has that moment game-winning drive against Oregon when the momentum was against him um and obviously he still he still has the numbers despite the last two weeks to back it up I think Daniels has the opportunity to have his Heisman yeah this weekend yeah this weekend and I know and that's completely true and I and I and I don't want it that list has nothing against JJ JJ's playing great he's 
far exceeding my expectations. I think I agree with David. His numbers just aren't there. And the Broncos, his numbers aren't there because of not playing in the fourth quarter, and he just hasn't had the opportunity to have his moment. And your Broncos keep winning, so he might slip. Yeah, I know. I mean, no, this is. I don't want my list to be a slight to JJ. I just don't think he's had the opportunity to have his moment, and he hasn't played it in the fourth quarter. No, yeah, quarter. like. Because like Daniels is going to have his you got to wait till the end of the season to, oh, you know, no, to turn everything. Like, but like, if we had to vote today, yeah, yeah. I don't want this to seem like so, complete destroying JJ McCarthy. So for me, this might this might come as a little bit of a surprise to you guys, but but uh, I have Bo Nix at four. Uh, I think that I, like Carson, I think they they'll they'll probably win out, and I think they beat Washington in the championship game. Um, if they both go undefeated from here on out, which I think they will. Um, and number three, this is my this is the one that might be a surprise. Uh, Marvin Harrison is actually on my list. Whoa! Yeah, that's good. Objectivity, I like it. Yeah, man. and and I have him at number three because I just this Ohio State team. It's kind of like the Brock Bauer situation at Georgia. It's like if without Marvin Harrison, yeah, but Georgia like, might be really good. I think we're gonna yeah, dis- we're gonna discuss that on fourth oh, and ten. We'll right. discuss that on fourth and ten and, and in the picks. Like but Missouri no, this this week. But that's a fair fair point. But the amount of like talk that Brock Bowers gets before before he got injured on how much he made an impact on that Georgia team is the exact same no, talk that Marv should be getting for this Ohio State team. Every week we talk about how underperforming Ohio State was like that past weekend or you know Ohio State isn't as good as you know people say they're not number three team in the country or whatever. If they didn't have Marvin Harrison they probably lose to Penn State. You know, Penn State oh, was awful they in that were game. awful but I do agree. I don't think they But But let's not forget that was a one score game. You know and that you guys had a chance to win the game, and, and you know they didn't. Ohio State didn't play great, and without Marvin Harrison, he got a last, he got a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Was yeah. it? Well, if you didn't have to hold Marvin Harrison, might exactly. Have had a fumble six. Well, fumble six, and also I don't know if Kyle McCord would have fifty percent completion without Marvin Harrison. Oh, Kyle McCord would not be the quarterback if it wasn't for Marvin Harrison. Like, yeah, no, not enough said. He's number three for me, and then number two I have Jaden Daniels. I think that come the end of the season, if LSU can somehow manage to win out. Uh, I do. Can they make the playoffs still? Do you think? Yeah, because if they win, okay. If so, if they win out and Georgia beats Ole Miss, they'll play Georgia in the SEC championship. Yeah. But Ole Miss has to. I lose. think LSU can beat. And Georgia. LSU would have to beat Georgia in the SEC championship, and they'd one hundred percent make it. And I think in that situation, he's guaranteed Heisman. Oh, dude. absolutely guaranteed Heisman. He wins Heisman. Um, and is he deserving of it? Yeah, probably. Like his stats are ridiculous. Um, in games that they've lost, he's still played good. Um, and been a bright spot. So for for me, obviously JJ is number one still, just because I think that Michigan in my lifetime, I don't think Michigan's had a quarter or like since I like actually started watching Michigan, right? And like started That's like got to be shade towards Denard Robinson. No, I love Denard. Denard Robinson's my top in my top three Michigan players of all time. But like I've never seen a quarterback like this mature. First of all, and like this good, and in, in my opinion, I think I think my not McNamara. No, no, you know, I was never really? a K guy. As soon as we got JJ, especially knowing people at IMG and, like, seeing him watching his high school highlights and stuff like that, I was like, oh, like, this guy has to start day one, obviously. Was Mac he a five-star or high four? Uh, he was five by he was five. metrics, yeah. No, yeah, he was five. And Michigan don't get five-star QBs. Like, it's the one position a, they don't get, like, high-rated players. He at. was in a battle with Cade McNamara week one last year. No, I know. Yeah. I know. That, that well, that, showed, that tells you a lot about Cade McNamara. Um but yeah, he had slip ups in the past, you know, the Michigan State fumble, um, stuff like that when he was younger. But now coming in this game is the solid number one starter. He's come in, he's performed. Michigan's un- undefeated. He hasn't really made any mistakes other than three picks and a half, or no, three picks and three quarters against Bowling Green, which was ridiculous. Which now looking at his season stats, still having three picks just makes no sense. I know, it sucks. It, it makes- sucks that he threw three. <laughs> no sense. Because you throw one, okay, maybe one game he threw. You throw three, yeah. oh, I threw one in three games. 
No. Yeah, you're like, no, but I saw him have three picks in that game. I was like, he's a 10 interception kid. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, re- I remember it, dude. Hits. I'm like, well, I don't understand. David and I were at the ASU game, and I was watching it on my phone, and yeah. then it glitched, and I look at my phone, and it's like, JJ's three picks. And it's like, what, what are we doing? And at that point, you know, is he in a top three Heisman contention at that point? Yeah. Absolutely not, dude. But now, you know, he, other than that, he hasn't made any mistakes. He's made uh, Roman Wilson uh, top receiver in the country. Um, and no, he's just, I thought his throws are just, you know, I think, I think the best in the country His his darts, um, in Nicholson Loveland and, uh, Barner against Michigan state where, uh, where very good showing what he can do. Um, let's move on. Wait, though. hold on. What? My number one candidate is not even on either of your guys' list. Penix? Yeah. I wasn't planning that. Penix, it would be my five right now. Yeah. He'd be easily number five. Even though he beat Oregon. It, even though, yeah, it's just the last two weeks have been so bad that yeah. if the season yeah. ended now, I think most voters would kind of have that sour taste in their mouth. That's true. It's also the thing that... That's like, fair. The sour taste thing is fair. Well, it's also one of the things where I have to wait to the end of the season with him because I think they lose to Oregon. And no, in I that know. situation, Bo Nix is ahead of him. Marv is probably still ahead of him. JJ, obviously, Jaden Daniels is still I think Penix is going to put up ridiculous numbers this week. I mean, against USC, you might throw him No, five. I know. He I needs think... to, dude, against Caleb. No, that's fair. I think, I think it's a fair. I don't know... I'm not going to argue with you guys because, again, I think JJ's having a great year. I think I just value a moment more than you guys do. No, yeah, Which is not – I'm not going to sit here and argue about it. I and that's just no, kind of I can't say that's a bad – I mean, putting Michael Penix at one is not a bad thing. It's just right now but, I think, especially with how the Stanford game could have ended with that, no, that I know. pick late. Yeah. A week a week from now, though, we might all three have Jaden Daniels number one. Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we're either all going to have Jaden Daniels number one or not have him top four. Yeah, really that's true. Day. Yeah. Um, All right. Moving on, though. Yeah, we didn't really want to do game review. I thought that was going to be kind of boring, yeah. so we did Heisman talk. But let's get into a uh, fourth and ten. Yeah, David Young the fourth. David Young the fourth. Week nine, fourth and ten. Again, David, explain to the people just a reminder of how you uh, how you critique your ten. So my ten is really based on three things in that order. It's total season. Uh, total season resume is one. What I saw last week is two. And then just overall talent that you put out on the field week in and week out is three. Uh, Before I get into the top ten, I want to take my absolute victory lap (laughs) on Oklahoma. I want to take my victory lap on Oklahoma. Yes, I picked them to beat Kansas, but I said last week I put them at seven, which was controversial. And uh, they they did not disappoint me. They they did exactly what I thought they were going to do. My my dad put it, remember a couple couple weeks ago when I uh, said that Texas is going to pull a Texas, my dad... Said it best. This is Oklahoma pulling that Oklahoma that we. Yeah, good call. Kind of all deep down saw coming. I just didn't know. Well, one of those teams had to get out of there. I think, in my opinion, like like you couldn't have Florida State, Washington, exactly, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. One of them had to get out of there. Yeah. So I I dropped Oklahoma to thirteen. Give Jason Bean some credit though. He was a stud this weekend. He was a stud. Weren't we also told to ask you where Penn State is? Penn State did not make my top 25. <laughs> not top 10. Are they not just the top 10? Listen, listen. Are they a top 25 team? Yeah. As a uh, fan, they're not. Am I going to put them there? No. Uh, I Super actually have, have it written down. <laughs> the 129th in college football right now is Sam Houston State, who is 0-8 in their first year in college yeah, football. Shout out Sam Houston State. And then 130, I have Penn State. He just yeah. wants it to be a bigger <laughs> upset when they beat Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got beat up. by it's the worst team, it's the it's team in the world. It's all set up. No, really, it's a setup for me not to be disappointed when we lose by thirty. Um, who did? Who do you guys play this weekend? At Maryland. No, 
Oh. It, I would have thought that was an upset before Maryland just lost to Northwestern. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Northwestern's not bad, man. They're not bad, but... I mean, Frisky. Penn State struggling against Northwestern was a 28-point win. Maryland struggling was a loss. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't right. say I think we're going to win that. But. So let's get into the top 10 here. Um, at number 10, I have LSU. Yeah. My number one player in the Heisman race is, is leading an extremely talented LSU team. I think they have the most underrated wide receiver core in the country. I mean, obviously you hear about Malik Neighbors. Uh, but Kyron Lacey is one of the most underrated entire yeah. players in the entire country. Uh I think, you know, this, this LSU team has two losses to, spo- slight spoiler alert, has two losses, and both of those losses are two teams that I have ranked above them in the top ten. Um, I think they're far and away the best two-loss team in the country. I mean, what, Notre Dame's the second best? I think they beat Notre Dame by 30. I, so I got, I have, Ole, or I have LSU at number nine, at number ten. Excuse me, I have Ole Miss at number nine. Uh, they were another team on a bye week last week. Dart. We'll get into this during uh, game predictions, but they have a very interesting, interesting game this weekend against Texas A&M. Uh, it's just it's looking more and more possible each week that you know the Land Sharks will be able to win out, and that would just cause a lot of chaos in eleven and one Ole Miss team. At number eight, I have Texas. Wherever Malik Murphy transfers to next year, I'm a fan of that team. I love Malik Murphy, uh, but if I'm him, I'm not staying to play behind ours. But Wherever he goes, I'm a fan of that team next year. Uh, Jonathan Brooks is the second best running back in college football. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's ridiculous. Behind who? Behind Blake Corum? Yeah, behind Corum. Okay. Behind okay. And uh, I think if Texas plays Oklahoma today, they win by two scores. I don't think that game would be even close. Uh, at seven, I have Washington. And here's what I'll say about Washington. I think Michael Penix is a superstar, but I'm not sure how different philosophically this team is from USC. The quarterback's going to do what the quarterback's going to do. The wide receivers are very talented, somewhat inconsistent, though, at times. And then you just don't know what you're going to get from anyone else on that team. You don't know if it's going to be the O-line that's bad this week, the defense that's bad this week. Washington obviously has a better really, defense. Really, the only USC, guy you know you're, you're getting is from Rome. Yeah, yeah. At this point. Even, even Polk and McMillan have stayed inconsistent. The running game has been extremely inconsistent. Couldn't get anything going against Arizona State on the ground. At the end of the day, no top six team should be anywhere near Stanford or ASU on the scoreboard. Like, yeah, it should yeah. never be yeah, anywhere near no, those two teams. Yeah. And one, th- I, I want to throw out a name here. Braylon Trice was supposed to be one of the best edge rushers in college football, and yeah, on Saturday he got his second sack of the season. He's been yeah. nowhere to be found. Nowhere on draft rankings, which no, I look at no. a lot. Yeah, uh, he was he was ahead of guys like I saw him he was like, in the, in the Jared verse, Chop Robinson. That conversation Latu. and yeah and Latu that's the third I was I was uh, blanking on his name Dallas Turner too those were really yeah those were the five guys Turner Robinson Latu Trice and Verse were kind of those top five guys and four of those guys have had good years yeah. and then Braylon Trice is kind of in the odd one out speaking of Jared Verse I have Florida State at number six I think they did exactly what I expected them to do and they just handled Wake Forest Wake Forest is not any good unless apparently they're playing Clemson Trey Benson is elite and. I mean, 100 yards receiving along with, I think it was 75 yards on the ground. When Jordan Tavis is fully on, I don't know who this team can't beat. Like, I don't say they will beat every team, but they can beat any team with Jordan Travis is on. And, and you mentioned this briefly earlier, uh, Carson. With, this strength, with the strength schedule they have, though, one loss and they're done. Oh, absolutely. One yeah. loss and they're done. Yeah. And you still got Miami and 
at Florida to go. They're also lucky think, LSU think... started to be good as well. Yeah, because yeah, when, when LSU was bad, we thought that for that that LSU win for Florida State was, uh, was yeah, yeah yeah. I think I think that game week twelve against in the swamp. The best yeah, Florida State be team that's game. gone into the swamp in years. It's going to be insane in that environment. I think a, that is a losable game for them. Uh, at five, I've got Alabama. Uh, nothing else to say besides biggest game of the year this weekend for them. If they beat LSU, be prepared to see Bama in the playoffs. Be prepared to see Jalen switch places with Jaden Daniels. <laughs> I was surprised he wasn't in your top four. Just oh, he'll be there for being cool. He'll be top two next year. <laughs> Him and Arch. On rise. Uh, at four, I have Oregon. This is a, you might think this is a bit high, but I think this team has figured all their issues out. They're clicking on all cylinders. I'm, I'm gonna take a little victory lap. Last week on the pod, I said they beat Utah by twenty plus, and they won by almost thirty. Uh, they, I think they beat Washington handily if they play right now. Bo Nix is elite. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the the Chris Fowler clip during the UCLA game when he was saying that he's good but forty years old. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's pretty true, yeah, yeah. but. He plays like that experienced QB. He kind of, early in his career, he's just kind of a gunslinger and just would throw it anywhere. And now it looks like he's making reads. He's calm in the pocket. He looks like a different player than freshman year Bo Nix. At three, I have Ohio State. I think it's so tough with with Ohio State to just know what they're gonna what they're gonna do. Like I think they're beatable because their offense is so bad. That I think a lot they could lose a game if they're not supposed to, but that defense is so good. And it, and it's and it's it's good for the country, honestly. That they their aura or whatever the past couple of years has been their offense is like guaranteed like three top first yeah. round draft picks yeah. yeah. and no, stuff I like that. And their defense your way is like to beat Ohio State was to, is score points to outscore no, them. Yeah. Now it's you have to win it a defensive. They battle. could yeah. be arguably the best defense in the country. Yeah, but I think I don't I know. St- I, think, I, I think they're kind of like the Eagles. They don't have a superstar quarterback. They kind of just find a way to win. Yeah. They just find a way yeah. to win. They just they do what they need to do. Um, going into Camp Randall, going into Camp Randall, excuse me, I don't care if Wisconsin's 0-12, 12-0, or anything in between. That is never an easy task. Yeah. Going into jump around, that's never easy. And they didn't blow them out, but it was a game that was never really in doubt. Yeah. It was a game you checked the score on. And you're kind of like, yeah. oh, okay, Ohio State's up 17-3. Mm, it's I'm a game you went and checked Marvin Harrison's stats. Yeah, I mean, oh, God. No Ohio State game will I ever just look at this score. I'll just go in the box and see what Mark. I'll skip over McCord. I don't care about that. Um, at two, I have a team that I've I've been low on up until this point, but Georgia is good, man. Georgia is yeah, really they, good. They just don't have the big names on defense. Their they defense don't. is just as good as it always has been. It just doesn't have Jordan Davis have and Jordan Nicole Davis. Dean and Jalen Carter. Even that, even that, just that, that, Kate, that Keely Ringo guy, I would argue that the biggest name is a superstar, Malachi Starks. He is a star at that deep safety position. He flies around. He's one of the most physical safeties I've seen, but he can also play the ball at an elite level. That defense is just so so physical that it, we were watching Florida struggle to get two yards a play. Like They were just yeah. dominating them up front. feels like every week people kind of circle the Georgia game as here's where they're going to disappoint. Like we saw, it, um, saw it with you, Tyler, against Kentucky. Uh, we saw it uh, we saw it with a lot of people against Florida, they kind of, and we're going to see it this week too with it's, Missouri and Ole Miss coming up. Every week they kind of circle, this could be the week that they disappoint. It's just they interesting. Just never do. It's literally just interesting how you see a team that's so mature after being like 
a bye week after your best player gets injured is always is always a little weird, right? Against your biggest rival. Yeah, yeah. And they go in and they they just handled Florida. And Florida's not good. Florida's good this year. Right, they're not terrible. I wouldn't say that Georgia is like far and away more talented than Florida. Here's what I say about Georgia: is like their their seasons this weekend, like this this weekend weekend against Missouri. If they blow out Missouri, like I'm ready to say that they're they should be number one team in the country. Well, if they blow out Missouri, even if they lose to Ole Miss. If they blow up Missouri and then uh, win the SEC chip, they'll be in the playoffs. No, and what I'll say about Georgia is J.D. Pickle at, on three talked about this. They just continue to hit the stride at the right time every yep. year. Last yep. year, they almost lost to a bad Missouri team. They almost they struggled Missouri. against Kent State as well. Yeah, Kent State, State, and then they just get better at the right time. and just like If they if they struggled this weekend, we're, we're sitting on here like, oh, like they're not yeah. really going to do anything. But they don't have doubting Kirby whatever, Smart but like, is dumb. We know he... The thing with Kirby is whether there's big names, whether he's going to have eight first-rounders or not, He's every roster he builds is complimentary. Very complimentary to him and his coaching staff, and it's always just going to function right. It's going to be the right guys ment- mentally. Um, Carson Beck is looking good. They finally trust yeah. him. Um, we're picking, he has confidence. So We're picking this Georgia's game. Georgia's scary. Right? Yeah, yeah, we, we are. We are. Yeah. Okay, so I'll talk about but it's scary. I won't talk about uh, that last point I had until, until then, but... Number one, I have Michigan. You know, still the best team in the country. Still going to beat Penn State by 20. Still uh, still the best defense in the country. Still top five quarterback. Still best running back. I think they have the most underrated wide receiver in the country. I, you hear all the talks about it's just, he's, you he's know, just Marvin and, and, and Luther Burden and, and uh, neighbors. And they have a bunch of studs. And obviously, I don't think Roman Wilson is that tier, but I think he kind of gets forgotten. I mean, he has 10 receiving touchdowns on 27 or something. I think it's just That's the NFL good. factor. Ridiculous. Right? Yeah, he's not going to be a, yeah. a let me let me, let me respond to that. I think Roman's very underrated. But let me go back to Georgia. Let's not let's talk about Lad McConkey a little bit. He's a star. He love... is my most underrated player in college <laughs> football. No, genuinely, he is. And he's going to get drafted really low, and he's going to be really good in the NFL. If he gets drafted to the Patriots, he will win eight MVPs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, he's no, he's good he though. He is. He and it sounds like he is a. It sounds like all the top stereotypes. Yeah. Like I, I hate to say sneaky athletic, but he really is. He's like, really fast. He's he's quick. His routes are beautiful. I mean, if I were to compare him to a receiver in the NFL, and I'd probably say Cooper Cup, maybe Hunter Renfro. In a Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola type player, but no, he's he's he good runs, though. He just run no, and I and I'm not even like joking around when I say that. I think he has a lot of Julian Edelman in him. No, I think he, he has that mm-hmm. quick. But he's faster. He's faster. He's fast. He's, he runs, he's breakaway he runs speed. Clean routes, and they get him the ball in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, well, I he's like one of my most underrated in players in college football. But no, I don't want to Roman, Roman. I like that. Roman's a stud. Roman's a fifty-fifty ball. Like, I it's a seventy-five twenty-five with Roman going up. Um, and I just I think if this scandal doesn't get any worse, and it, this whole scandal kind of hits a stalemate and just kind of goes like this until the until the end of the year, I think they're my slight national championship pick. Yeah, that's I, fair. I, I, like it's I think it's gonna be I think it's very clear to me. You firmly picked them the last three weeks. I did, I did, and and but Georgia looks this this scandal p- compared with Georgia looking better and better is kind of making me question now i'm still gonna pick michigan to win it all but week in and week out it's just more and more clear to me that that's gonna be the national championship i think it's gonna be yeah. michigan georgia i sign me up michigan, for that. georgia last year uh and i think this year 
I think this year there's no after what happened last year in the playoff. There's just no way Jim doesn't have those guys ready. If the if 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 that's not the national championship, something went seriously wrong for both of those. One teams. of those, yeah, yeah for one of them, like, honestly. Those both. both of their floors should be losing in the national championship. Oh yeah, no, no. I've been saying all year. Yeah, Michigan's a, a natty or bust this year, especially after such a disappointing loss last year. Exactly. In the playoff. Exactly. I uh, think, and you know, and and the stigma around them in the playoffs too. I mean, they've played Georgia before right. and just got. Yeah. Well, I mean that destroyed, the, so. that Michigan team versus that Georgia team had it was never it was, never it was not the same no, this year. Yeah, no, no, not at all. But I think I think that's what they're, the question around Michigan is: is can they get it done in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. They so can they make they, it. Can they get it done in it? And I think this year just feels different. This no, year it does. especially Absolutely. with teams like Washington who are contending to make it. Obviously, Oregon I think is a, is a threat. And obviously, you can talk about we can wrap up fourth and ten. How you want? No, to I want I wanted to respond to fourth and ten. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Go last thing, I mean, last thing I'll say about fourth and ten real quick is. I think that there are two elite elite teams in the country, and it's Michigan and Georgia. No, that's completely and fair. And then I think Oregon's three next through, up. I, I th- Oregon and Florida State. Yep. Are next and then up. I think three Ohio, through twelve. Yeah. I just can't tell if they're all good or they all are kind of bad. Yeah. I all just right. can't tell. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's either twenty good teams in college football this year or like two. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back to Oregon, and I think you have or if I had to make a ranking, I think you have Oregon in the right spot. I think you hit on everything with Oregon compared to Washington. Put LSU above Ole Miss if you're going to put Oregon above Washington. I think you would. I think you also agree that LSU is better than Ole Miss. I, yeah, because I, I because more confident. I understand that Ole Miss beat them, but Washington beat Oregon even more recently. No, I know. And I think Oregon's confident. better, and I think LSU's better. I still think on a neutral site, I wouldn't know who to pick in Ole Miss. LSU, really, and I do know who to pick in Oregon, Washington. Really, I just I would, would struggle. With that. I'd probably lean LSU. You're right. I'd would probably you struggle? lean LSU. And here's the only thing I would struggle. I would pick LSU. I would. It's not like a guarantee. Yeah, it's LSU. just it's it's tough, man. It's tough. You I can think, you really I think, think LSU's a guaranteed win in that? Team? No, not guaranteed. I think I'd pick it easily though. I think Oregon is. I'd be more confident in Oregon over Washington, which is why they're three spots ahead. Yeah. But I think you could put LSU eight, Ole Miss nine, Texas ten, or LSU Texas Ole Miss. Honestly, any order you have. Texas, Ole Miss, LSU. I'm not. But no, that's fair. I think really Ole Miss and LSU would think, be a good game. I think it'd be a fantastic. I would but, see that game again. Other than that, I don't know. I guess we could, if we really wanted to nitpick, maybe I'd put Florida State above Alabama, but I don't completely hate it. Yeah. Alabama's defense is elite. Um, that would be another game I that think, I would pay a lot of money to see. I think I would maybe put – if I had to do 8 through 10 again, I'd probably go LSU, Ole Miss, Texas. Yeah. That's probably how yeah. I'd rank it. I just have so And you could much. go anyway, but no. It's fair, though. I just think I just think if you're gonna put Washington Oregon three spots ahead of Washington yeah, when no, Washington beat him a couple yeah. weeks ago, I think LSU is better than Ole Miss yeah, honestly, because they have a better quarterback. They do, uh, they do have a better quarterback. Um, and a big part of that game, they both Washington and Ole Miss kind of both won that game because they were at home. Yeah, it was no, kind of the same story I again. Just think, I think Oregon's the gap. Oregon's a lot better than Washington. I don't think Ole, LSU's that much better than Ole Miss, but I still think I'd if I'd rank Ole Miss ahead of yeah. LSU ahead if. I'd rank Oregon above Washington. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I think those two teams are very close. I think on a neutral side, I would struggle a lot picking that game. No, that's fair though. My thing with fourth and ten is, again, obviously Michigan four straight weeks. I don't have any complaints that on that side, but I I think the LSU argument over at Ole Miss is fair. I just think that for that to happen, we need to see them 
play each other again. I think. Okay, but but like, but, but, but my point is that's what I said. Yeah, this is a big. But my point is he put Oregon above Washington. No, I want to talk about Oregon more recently. I want to talk about Oregon. I think. I know what you're leaning. What Washington over Oregon? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying no. That, this is what I'm saying. I would also put Oregon over Washington. But if you're gonna put Oregon over Washington, you can't be scared to put LSU see, over I, Ole Miss. I, I put LSU over Ole Miss and Oregon over Washington. I, I don't I'm, know if LSU has that win. If they have that super impressive win like Oregon did, just dominate. like they might have in a week. Missouri you know, looks better. Like, that Missouri win looks better. Looks now. better and better. I, yeah, absolutely. And I trust. And I, it's because I trust LSU's quarterback more. And. Lane Kiffin, if it's not a home night game, I don't know if I trust yeah. him. I'm completely leaning on David's side of the Oregon thing. Like I think that they're the oh, third. I, I agree. I agree completely about Oregon. Yeah. I'm just saying, LSU should be ahead of Ole Miss if you're gonna, if you're going to put Oregon above Washington. That's fair. That's that's like a matchup thing, I guess. Because Washington fair, like, beat them. True. Two three weeks. Sure. Ago. But no, it's either. I way. think Oregon's the, the third best team in the country. I think if they play Ohio State today, they beat Ohio State. Yeah, my yeah. ideal, my ideal playoff is, uh, like if we're going by AP, I think Georgia will be number one, Michigan will be number two, and then we'll see Michigan, Oregon, and Georgia, Georgia. first. And, and I, if, I think yeah. that's the best. And I mean, you version. could argue, you know, Oregon's best win is against my number twenty team, and Ohio State doesn't actually have a ranked win, in my opinion. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, no I think I think the Penn State win is better than the than the Utah win. So that's why I have Ohio State above Oregon, but No, I'm not so I just I, I can't put an undefeated team that has a top 10 win no, behind a one. No, obviously team. like in terms but, of AP and fourth and 10 or whatever, obviously you can't do that, but I I I'm just saying I think Oregon's the third best team in the country. I think in terms of rankings they're not number goal, 3, but like Let's say the exact same game happens. Washington misses that, f- or Oregon makes the field goal right. Yeah, they yeah. At, goal well, they kick it at the end of half. Yeah, or something. Oh, yeah. Whatever, yeah. like a slight they different kick thing it at happens, half. and Oregon ends up winning that game. Yeah. There's an absolute argument to put them one. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Completely. I think the way that they figured themselves out, and pro- like you said when you're talking about them, they've answered questions that they've had. Um, I think Bucky Irving's a consensus top four running back He's in the a country. Star. They're, yeah. Um, but no, I think they're number three, and I think I think that playoff is the ideal playoff right now for a neutral fan. Well, it's gonna be. Yeah, I would love that. It's gonna be. Um, I think we can all agree right now. It's gonna be Michigan, Georgia, Oregon, and then if Florida State wins out, it's them. If well, if Florida Washington State loses, if. But but in terms of what all three of us are predicting, we're gonna be Washington, right? Yeah. Okay. So in yeah. terms of the way we're predicting things to go, we'd have Michigan, Georgia, Oregon. And then if Florida State wins out, they're in. If they lose, Ohio State's fourth. Yeah, I just don't know if they're – that's what I was saying kind of earlier. I kind of worded it bad. I can't tell if there's ten teams that deserve that fourth spot or zero. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And if Oklahoma Alabama, cleared if, it up, too. If Alabama wins out and then loses a close one to Georgia in the SEC championship, they could be the first two lost team to make it. What if they beat Georgia? If they beat Georgia, I think they're then in. No, both, no, but Georgia has to be in. Two. Watch if they win that game. Watch the AP. Georgia, put them at Georgia's one, in two. By the way, if, if if Alabama beat Georgia, watch them put Alabama at number. But one. then we'd have two SEC teams and only one Big Ten team, hundred percent. But then, that's but not then, something that's new. But would they put? The, no, I know. But would the they? But would they put in Florida State or Georgia? They might put in Georgia. I just if Georgia, might, you're saying if Georgia, Georgia loses, loses to Alabama in the SEC championship, it would be it would be Georgia for Oregon and then Michigan. I'm not. Well, no, you'd have Alabama, 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 Michigan, Oregon, and then either Georgia or Florida That's what State. I'm saying. I said Georgia would be four. Y'all not ready for the conversation, but uh, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that Louisville sneaks in. No, it's not. That's true. It's not out of the realm. Yeah. If they win out and then dominate Florida State, 
it's not out of the realm of possibilities. So like that's what I'm saying when it's like it's like you you look at a team like Oklahoma, you look at a team like Missouri. Those teams have 13 and 14, and you're like, and no, it's just because this this and this happens. They it's the college could get hit. It's literally the college football version of like big market, small market. No, I, exactly. Know? Like exactly. no one's thinking about Missouri, but they're in playoff. No, they are. So, like and, said, and, and as like a. I don't think like, many people are thinking of Ole Miss either. No, I know we no. recognize them. And at least but. from a Penn State's fan perspective, now that we lost a game, we kind of need some chaos to happen to get in. So now I want to see the most chaos possible. I want to see three two-loss teams in the playoff. Well, no. Like, I just you don't see, need that much chaos, I, I just wanna, If no, you guys beat Michigan and Michigan beats Ohio State, you're in. No, 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 no. I have us as one of those two-loss teams. No, okay. Oh, I okay. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> no if no, they no, lose two, if they lose to Michigan, they're yeah. Out. But I'm no. saying, like, I just want, like, I want some craziness. I loved that TCU made it last year. I loved that it. Oh, absolutely. I loved that it wasn't Georgia. I did. State, Michigan, Alabama. Well, at the time, I did. I loved that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I love that it's not like. I love that it wasn't Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Alabama last year. I love that they changed it. I love that some new teams got in and. And no more clubs, and they're not even oh, sniffing. Yeah, that makes Thank me goodness. So happy, dude. Dabble's, It'll be a while before we see them again. Dabo's will not if, be there. If. <laughs> if ever. Two, two, if you asked me two years ago, I would have thought Dabo's... Co- this is super unrelated. We got super off topic. But I would have thought Dabo's going to coast every year to 10-2 and two and wait for Saban to retire. That's yeah. completely what I would have thought. And now, Bama wouldn't want him. Oh, God, no, dude. Bama they does, want Coach Prime. Does Clemson Prime. want him? That was, that was my number one. We're not going to... Uh, this is now completely off topic. No. That, my number one was Coach Prime to Bama, man. I said what? I, what I said. Oh, damn it! I, I think Oklahoma. you said you said Oklahoma, and then I think you said LSU. Oklahoma. What? No, I said Oklahoma. I said LSU. Though. Yeah, I said LSU. But. Yeah. No, my top two are Bama and LSU. But All right, uh, no, let's picks? let's uh, we're gonna take a quick stoppage here and get into uh, our picks for this week as well. All right, Carson. Uh, let's get into uh, let's get into some picks here. Uh, Carson's gonna wrap us up from uh, last week, and then we'll uh, we'll get into uh, next week's picks. Yep. All right. So we'll just let David go on his victory lap Fork right him. away. The Fork Arizona him, State beat Washington State. The He's the only one that picked the Sun Devils. The disrespect of Cameron Scadaboo and Trenton Borgay on this podcast is just—it's not gonna last any longer. Big Twelve not champions only, next year, dude. Not only are they did they win last <laughs> week, they're gonna come out. They're gonna win at Utah this week too. I'm fully on the Arizona State train. Uh, I think Arizona State ends the year five and seven. So I just want to say you okay. guys got forked this weekend. <laughs> okay. Um, you can laugh, Oklahoma. Dude. We all got. I think it would be as funny when I said it out loud. Oklahoma. Oklahoma screwed all of us over. Uh, we all picked them. So, but Oregon State, Arizona, and David's David's game? David's beloved Beavers lose to Arizona. I'm glad we don't have to debate Oregon versus Oregon State on this pod anymore, David. I'm no, glad they, that's not razor thin. That was anymore. a great game. That was a great oh, game. Oh, it was a great game. Um, the beast. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I thought I thought Oregon State had it in them. Uh, but so, it's time to talk about how good Arizona is. Yeah. So Tyler and I make up for our ASU loss there, and then David loses another one at standalone. Kentucky, Tennessee beat Kentucky. Tyler and I both picked Tennessee, um, and then Louisville Duke. I'm the only one that picked Duke. Louisville smoked him. Stupid pick on my part. And then you we all said that last week as you were picking it too. You were yeah, like, this yeah, could be my dumb. potential dumb pick. And then we all swept Oregon. So three and three for David and I. Tyler went four and two. I now sit twenty four and thirteen. Tyler's two games back at twenty two and fifteen, and David is six games back of first at eighteen and nineteen. Still trying to break that five hundred threshold. That's one undefeated week and one week where you guys got winless. And this this is a huge (laughs) week, man. (laughs) You know I'm right back at it. Huge week week of big games. So I'm gonna start it off with uh so we what do we have? One, two, 
three. We have six games this week. We're going to start off with uh, Texas A&M versus – they're playing Ole Miss, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I almost screwed that up. But, uh, yeah, yeah Texas A&M, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I'm taking Ole Miss. I trust – I think – this is the best roster that Ole Miss has had in the Lane Kiffin era, and I don't see Minus them losing three a spread. Game. That's a little low in my opinion. I don't see them losing a stupid game. I see them losing a high stakes game, but not this week. Give me Hottie Toddy, give me Ole Miss for the for the sole reason that last year, you know, it looked like I might have been in that student section at a time. Really? So I got I gotta rock with my with my boys over there. Give me a Dart. Jackson Dart. <laughs> Dart. Uh, I don't think Texas A&M is very good, man. I, I, they've lost three games where they could have proven that they're... Especially uh, Wigman's out, right? I think he's done for the year. Yeah, Max Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, their their losses are against teams that they could have shown that they're a legitimate football team. And I don't I don't think they're very good. I Give me Ole Miss. Um, I don't think I've picked against Ole Miss this year. Um, <laughs> you didn't pick them? If you, we... You didn't pick Jalen Monroe in Alabama? You definitely did. I, yeah, I definitely did. You definitely did. Yeah. That's that's just quite the controversy for you. Jackson Dart against yeah, Jalen Monroe. I know, okay, okay I know this is a little <laughs> off script here. Since we picked Ole Miss, let's let's do Kansas Iowa State instead. Okay, huh? that's fine. Yeah, because we all picked Ole Miss. Kansas Iowa State. Another school that I almost went to. Why can't we just so add a seventh game? Right now, it, it's we all pick the same in the Ole Miss game. It doesn't matter. Exactly. All right. Rock chalk. You almost Jay, went there. Hawk, I did. Yeah. Really? It was here, uh, Kansas and Ole Miss, really. But Rock Chalk Jayhawk, big win last week, so we could get a little bit of that kind of hangover mentality. But we, <laughs> I hope. No, I just meant like we as fans. No, I know that. But I think I just Iowa State has been just quietly winning games. I think they sit at four and one in the Big Twelve right now. They're kind of just Tied quietly winning games. Yeah, but I, I is it this game is in Ames? Yes, it is. A tough place to play, but overall, I think Kansas has the advantage. Uh, because of Devin Neal. I think Devin Neal's elite. So this year, since since the Buffs have been such a big story, we haven't really talked about my Cyclones, but my mom went to Iowa State. I'd consider them really my second team. I went to the Iowa State-Iowa game there with College Game Day a few years ago. So I'm going to go with the Cyclones. They're favorites in this game at home, which is shocking to me. But Rocco Beck is not a bad quarterback. Um, Jalen Knoll's a good receiver. Um, running back by committee is kind of starting to work at Iowa State, and after after some bad losses, I think they lost to Ohio. Um, they did 10-7. Big bounce back. Big bounce back. So, 5-3 and three now. I'm taking the Cyclones. And the day before CBB pod airs on David Young's podcast, um, this is the last positive thing I'll ever say about Kansas. I'm, I'm going to pick them against <laughs> Iowa State. Uh, not, I'm not a Hunter Dickinson guy over here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about that until tomorrow. <laughs> But I'm going to pick them against Iowa State. I think, uh, obviously, big win. A hangover could be a serious issue, especially yep. about how, especially after how crazy they went last week. On ESPN, away, Jack Trice, night yeah. game. Away at Iowa State. This is Crazier yeah. things have happened at Jack Trice. I just think night. Kansas had the Iowa best State player in Devin Neal. I think he's the best player in this game. Um, Probably. So I'm going to go Kansas here as well. And then uh, our next game up. So what, are we doing UCLA. six or seven? Six. I mean, we all pick Ole Miss. It okay. Matter. We'll Guys, but if Ole Miss wins, I might really need that for my record. That's all. That's but, all. But, but then we'd all also. We, we, <laughs> we. That's fine, dude. I just need to be above 500, bro. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. UCLA, Arizona next. This is a good game. Arizona, a very good football team. UCLA uh, struggled against CU. Not as good as people expected them to be. David, who, who are you going with? Uh, shout out to Eggerer family at home. Give me Arizona. Uh, I think UCLA is just not all that good. I think they made a mistake benching Dante Moore. 
I think they value going nine and three over actually kind of putting their program in the right direction. And I think Arizona is a very, very good team. And um give me yeah, so give me Arizona beating UCLA. Carson. Um I'm gonna go with Arizona just because they're at home and I think they have the better quarterback. Noah Fifth is good, man. Jesus. He's really good. So Jaden better never take a snap at Arizona. Home game, hot team, better quarterback. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm going to look at Arizona's schedule. I'm going to go Arizona in this game. Uh, I, th- I I watched a little bit of that game with you, Carson, the CU game. I don't think UCLA is very good at all. So they go UCLA, Colorado, Utah, Arizona State. They could go undefeated going out. They could go, what is that, 9-3? Nine 9-3. And and yeah, 9-3. Yeah. So that would there's be an kind of insanely of, successful season for them. There's been a lot of you know talk about Dion's rebuild and uh, Lance Leipold's rebuild. Jed Fish is as they were the worst team in college. Like they were, they were the, probably the worst Power Five team in college football last year. Well, they were. They've been the bottom feeder of the Pac twelve for bad. forever. <laughs> Their fans have just been waiting for basketball season for about ten years during football season, and now it feels like there's some energy. Feels like, feels like they're good. Like these upsets don't feel like flukes. Yeah, no, no. But I'm changing my pick. I'm going with UCLA. <laughs> what the pat? I've. I, I've I, Chip Kelly and their pass rush. I, I'm switching my pick. Carson crossed that out so aggressively. Yeah, I crossed it out. I'm going UCLA. That pass rush is too good. Latu's a machine. And I, I've been a Chip Kelly fan this could be since a big he was at Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Screw Arizona. Go Bruins. No, give me Arizona, though. And I'm going I'm to either look really smart or really stupid for that. A main factor in my pick here is the uh, home field advantage. Right? They're at home. Arizona? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. God, I might look really stupid. Because <laughs> you gave like a solid reason for Arizona to win. Yeah, but no, you yeah you you fully gave two good reasonings <laughs> for both of those teams. Oh, it's gonna be a good football game. It's Pac twelve after dark. It's Pac twelve after how dark. How are we gonna live without well, that next year? Yeah, how, how are we gonna How are we gonna live without Pac twelve after twelve after dark? But there's no predicting what's gonna happen. When the sun dies, Pac twelve after dark, scary things happen. That I mean, that's true. Um, let's get into uh, USC Washington though. This is a it's unfortunately not a toss-up game. I think Wa- I'm gonna pick Washington. I'll start us off here, David. You can go next. Yeah, let's Fight go on, to the next baby. game. Wait, 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 what? Whoa. Fight on! Give me USC. Give me USC. I think Vegas knows something we don't. That spread should not be three. That spread should be like eight. And I kind of need to get bold here, or else I'm gonna fall a lot behind. You say that every week. I know, I know, and I and I actually just continue to fall further behind. Fight on. Give me Caleb Williams playing the game of his life. Give me the USC defense playing the game of their life. Maybe only allow 45. And uh, fight on. Give me the, USC. the only I, thing I'll say is we saw you every time on this podcast. There's my potential dumb pick of the week. Okay, okay. Tyler, you <laughs> no. still got to do that. Oh, I know. I didn't have one last week, it turned <laughs> out. Dude. But, uh, no, I think we saw the drop-off of USC like week by week. It started with Arizona State, I think, and week by week it would be, okay, like they didn't lose, but it was a slow decline. And then they picked up a couple of losses. Uh, I think Washington is slowly heading in that direction. And I think it might go until the end of the season where they struggle until they play Oregon in the championship, but they might lose this weekend. I'm we not th- did not meet Washington's quarterback. We met USC's quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Big wow. difference in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think uh, <laughs> USC can win, but it'd be a little hypocritical of me to put Michael Penix number one in the Heisman contention <laughs> yeah. and pick them to lose to the just awful USC defense. So I'm going to take Washington. Yeah. Both teams might score 50. I think if Washington yeah. loses this week, they drop off. 
I like fully drop off. Yeah. Um, next one up for us though, in Pickham, is I cleared my notes, which was not smart. But uh, Texas K State is up next. Kansas State, Texas. David. K State is clicking right now. They're clicking and they seem to figure things out. But I just think Texas has too much talent. on that offense. They're trying to get in the playoff. I don't well. know if I've told you guys this yet, but I'm a little bit of a Malik Murphy. Oh, fan, really? So yeah, yeah. So oh, I think nice. I think they have the advantage there. And I think oh, yeah, well, I'm a Jalen Milrow fan. I think it's gonna be a massive, massive, massive Jonathan Brooks game. Give me, give me the horns. Yeah, I think they're gonna run the ball well. Brooks, I think Malik Murphy didn't have an incredible debut, but yes, he did. Now, <laughs> over 165 passing yards, barely, but he did hit that mark. Okay. So, like someone okay. has 160, over 160. He's, he's got his first start under his belt. I think he has a good game. Uh, oh, is here it, it happening comes. Here, here it comes. Is it happening here? I'm looking at everything right now, man. I'm looking at players, <laughs> lines. What is the line? I don't know. I'm going Texas. Unfortunately, I want to pick K State a little bit. You just went against every instinct that he has. Yeah, I want to pick. Like, yeah. They might, they might lose that. No, it's, this is a, this is a kind of an underrated toss-up game this weekend, I think. But hey. the thing with Texas is they're also trying to make a push for the the playoff as the season winds down. So I think a game like a, a, against a lower they're also top Texas. Yeah, this is a, exactly a Texas team that just watched Oklahoma lose to a team they shouldn't have yeah. last week. No, it, uh, it's also when they play lower tier top twenty-five teams, they should be winning them. Um, so I think, yeah, I think I'm gonna go Texas here. Um, unfortunately, it's not too late to change your pick as I've shown. No, I know. Okay. Georgia, Georgia, Missouri is up next. Obviously, this is a consensus top. This is like a, this is like a co-main event of this weekend, you know. But uh, Georgia, Missouri, is going to be first up on our big game picks. But uh, what do you got, David? So I think this game is going to be decently close. I think Georgia's main thing is going to be they cannot let Luther Burden catch the ball more than like five times and what Missouri needs to do is Missouri needs to incorporate Luther Burden into the running game I think I think that's a very important uh thing I think they have the best playmaker in this game without Bowers but there's just too much physicality on the defense I think they can get to Brady Cook uh I think I think just the O-line and D-line advantage that Georgia has puts them over the top so give me the Bulldogs I'm taking Georgia I think Georgia's gonna win by two scores at least um, I think it might be close for a little. Missouri's a cool story, but Can't I'm done. What happened last I'm year done too. doubting. That. Yeah, I'm done doubting Kirby Smart. Um, Carson Beck is getting better and better. I'm not sure if I can doubt him anymore. Their D line, O line, as you said, elite run game, and of course the lad. The not lad against the lad. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! And there's the dumb pick of the week. And we got the dumb pick of the week. And, and for one reason, man. One reason. Uh, I picked, I said when George, when Brock Bowers got injured a couple weeks ago on this podcast, I said they're going to lose to Missouri, and I just remembered that. So you can't go back now. I can't go back. I'm not going to switch my pick. And there's our there's our theme song for the week. Um, that is Missouri's fight song for those who don't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what that it was. I had to it. look it up. Uh <laughs> If you've noticed the past couple of weeks, I played We Are, and then you did like I some did the like duck song. yeah, yeah, the duck song. And, we're but, and then I those. I had to go I had to go with uh, the actual theme song this week because I don't know what Missouri's like joke is, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, for that one reason, I don't think I can't switch my pick. I also like Missouri, man. I think that if they beat Georgia, like they're such an underdog to make the playoff, it's unbelievable. Um, 
But I'm going to go, give me Missouri, man. It might be my dumb pick of the week. It's funny that I followed Carson up after saying Georgia's going to win by 20-plus and say Missouri's going to win the football game, but whatever. No, that's what, that's, that's what we do this for. So I guess let's get into the main card, per se, which is uh, LSU-Bama. David? I'll start us off. I wish, you know, this is a, this is a family-friendly podcast, so I'm not going to play the song I want to play, but <laughs> give me LSU. Give me LSU. I think they have... The quarterback advantage in this game, I think they're playing. They, this is like the one big game Brian Kelly's ever won was against Alabama last year, and I think that was a better Alabama team and a worse LSU team. So give me LSU. Go Tigers. I like that. Yep, <laughs> that was taking, a good. That was a good ending to that. <laughs> I'm also taking LSU. I think after this weekend, Jane Daniels will be the Heisman. Um, I think is Logan Diggs is going to play this weekend, yeah. right? Yeah, I think we're. I, I expect a big game from him. I think we'll actually see a big game from Logan Diggs in the run game for LSU, and Jaden Daniels makes the plays at the end to win the game. I'm not sure if he's going to have – Daniels will have the biggest statistical game. I think but I think he'll make the game. necessary plays, and the run game will be big. And, yeah, I think LSU just p- playing with a lot of belief right now. You guys are insane for asking me who I'm going to pick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's I, already I writing it down. You haven't said you're yeah. going to pick yet. Uh, let's talk about uh, You're not Jayden. picking Alabama. You're picking Jalen Milrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Jaden Daniels having almost a thousand more passing yards, <laughs> twelve more touchdowns it's just an than two underdog less story. picks. Uh, so everywhere you look, it's uh, it's uh, uh, Jaden Daniels over Jalen Milrow. It's but, all propaganda. But uh, yeah, it's all propaganda. <laughs> but how about let's talk about Bryant Denny Stadium real quick. Uh, I think it's a tough place to go in. Obviously, Texas went in there and won won earlier in the year, but they've been really good there. They beat Ole Miss in there. Um, I just think, I don't know. I think that when, when you get into a later season with this Alabama team, with Nick Saban as the head coach, late season, you know, top 15 matchup, they're eight. They have a chance to contend for a playoff and potentially take that five, maybe four spot after this week. Um, I don't know. I think, I think all directions point to Alabama when you talk about like implications of the game, just experience and stuff like that. But when you look at players, they, LSU do have the best player by by far. Um, but give me Alabama, man. Give me Jalen Milrow, my guy. Um, and expect the first 20 minutes of the next podcast to be about Jalen Milrow if they win this game. Win or lose, it'll I'm probably com- still... Completely. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They lost by 30, but he's going to win Heisman. He threw 97 so. yards and four picks, but he had a cool 15-yard run. Yeah. 15-yard <laughs> run. No, Jalen... You want me to predict his stats for this game? Two picks... Oh no! Three hundred yards and a hundred yards rushing. So you think it's how many total touchdowns? Four hundred total yards. Three. Okay. How many passing? How many rushing? Uh, two rushing, one passing. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Three rushing. Come on. <laughs> um. No, but that's gonna wrap it up for uh, for this podcast. It's gonna be a very interesting CFB Monday next week with uh, Penn State, Michigan. First of all, and uh, to review these picks because they could go. This could be a big week for someone. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be, but thank you guys for coming on as usual, and uh, we'll catch you next week.